As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priest. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing they had been healed, returned glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to them, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus. As I have noted many times, I have a deep love for J.R.R. Tolkien and his Lord of the Rings saga. And a theme that runs throughout the entire saga and the height of each and every culture that he details is one of thanksgiving. And even there's this practice that I love that he details for the hobbits, that the hobbits on their birthday do not receive gifts, do not receive birthday gifts from others, but instead, in thanksgiving for the life that they have been given, they give gifts to everyone else. Now, obviously, it's not anything extravagant, but I love the idea behind that, that on their birthday, instead of everyone kind of doting on them, they make an act of thanksgiving for the gift that they had been given. In today's gospel, we hear all about thanksgiving. Yes, Jesus has the power to heal, but we all knew that. What is really the point that stands out? is that ten lepers, and it's kind of implied that the, ten other le- that the nine other lepers may have been Jews, and it is only a Samaritan, one who is a foreigner, that returns to give thanks to Jesus, give thanks to God for the gift that he had been given by being healed. Thanksgiving. It is what is to stand at the center of our lives, because it is what stands at the center of our faith. The Second Vatican Council declared that the Eucharist is a source and summit of the Christian life. And Eucharist, as I'm sure many of you have heard before, means thanksgiving. It is Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity, God's continued dwelling among us, his living presence given to you, given to me, who are unworthy. And yet it is in itself, and that is something to be thankful for. Thanksgiving. So often it is easy, I know for myself, to fall into the rut, the rut of bitterness, the rut of not good enough, the rut of, well, I'm alive, but I don't have much else. And that is an utter lie that I tell myself, an utter lie that the evil one whispers to me to dissuade me from giving thanks to God for the many blessings he bestows upon me day after day, moment by moment, minute by minute. God is good. God is good in so many ways. They cannot even be counted. I have fallen away from this practice, and now as I say it, I feel a little guilty for having done so. But for about a period of two years of my life, each and every day I would write down five things I'm thankful for and try not to repeat. Obviously, I wouldn't read through the list each and every day to try to remember if I had actually repeated some items after a couple of years. But yet I found it amazing 
at how easy it was to come up with something new to be thankful for. You see, the Lord is good. He bestows so much upon us. And yet it is so easy for us to whine, to complain, and to ultimately lose sight of the gift that he has given to us in our lives. First and foremost, the gift of life itself. A gift which cannot be overstated. A gift which cannot be forgotten. You exist, and it is good that you exist. It is the most basic element of love. It is true. It is good that you're here. It is good that we are here. It is good that the Lord has created you. This is something to be constantly reminded of in our lives. And I think in many ways I oftentimes forget to say that I'm thankful for each and every one of you. And I am. And I think it is important for us to remember this. It is important for us to remember that we are a gift to one another. Even your enemies, even if they only seem to be enemies, are a gift. Even I am a gift if you don't like me. Each and every one of us is a gift. Each and every one of us is a gift. It doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean that we have to journey. It doesn't mean that we don't challenge each other. But what it does mean, what it does mean, is that each and every one of us is creating an image and likeness of God. And so whenever we receive the gift of our faith too, because after the gift of our life, the most important gift that the Lord gives to us is faith. A faith which each and every one of us received in baptism. A gift which continues to keep on giving. Through the sacraments and through the graces that the Lord gives us that we are aware of, and the many, many, many innumerable ones that we are given that we do not even recognize. The gift of faith has been given to us, bestowed upon each and every one of us. And it is a gift that we should be thankful for, that we find ourselves in these pews, because so many have lost it. So many have lost sight of the gift of their faith, have failed to recognize that God is good, and that there is a reason to be here besides being entertained, if for no other reason than to give greater glory to God. He is good. He is always good. And he is good even in those seeming moments of distress, in those moments of trial, in those times of difficulty, of struggle, of suffering, of transition, of adjustment, of change. There is a phrase that is repeated often within the Opus Dei community, omnia in bonum, all for the good. It is something they repeat to themselves whenever something goes awry. Late for work, omnia in bonum. Stub your toe, omnia in bonum. Lose, ultimately someone you love, omnia in bonum. Again and again, it is a mantra that they repeat, keeping in mind that all is for the good. Somehow God works all things towards the good, even if he does not will the evil that it entails. Yet, out of it, he can always work something more beautiful than we could ever imagine, which is ultimately that other thing that J.R.R. Tolkien so well weaved into his world, that despite the sadness, the loss, the trials, and the suffering that so many of the characters throughout it suffer, in the end, Lord of the Rings is a story of one, a story of 
God painting a beautiful tapestry through the reality of evil that they have to suffer through and overcome by ultimately surrendering to the good. This is how the Lord works in our midst, so often not with great acts of power, of grandeur, but with simple acts of love and simple acts of hope that we practice day after day. The act of simply giving our spouse a peck on the cheek, more of a really, really ticked at him. The act of loving someone who we do not even know and we can see is in distress by just simply asking, are you okay? The act of hope that we have by the fact that we don't want to be here, but yet we decide to come anyways. Or the act of hope that we have in the morning, that we get out of bed and we trust that maybe something good will happen today. God is good. God is good to you. He is good to me. He is good to each and every one of us. Do not act as the other nine lepers, because so much of humanity does act in that way. Being healed or receiving some answer to our prayer, we simply go about our business, failing to give thanks to God for whatever it is that he bestows upon us. But instead, imitate the Samaritan, coming back and falling on your face before the Lord Jesus Christ, who dwells always in this tabernacle, giving thanks to him who has healed you through the confessional, through the grace of those that he has put into your life to help aid you along life's journey, and for the many other ways that he continues to try to put together our broken hearts. He is good, you are good, and it is good that we are here. So let us give thanks to the God who bestows all that is good upon us, glorifying him in everything that we do.